Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast. And we, Lisa Beck, are starting a new series, which is fun. We have to kind of conclude on the old series, don't you think? Sure. Let's conclude on the old series. All right. So the idea behind the old series was to introduce the concept of caged vision that, you know what, there's probably a lot of people sitting on the sidelines, not ready to start, not ready to go. There's hesitation. They need encouragement. They need confidence. And so not many people really knew what we meant by caged vision. So that was the first 20 or so episodes. The new series, Lisa, why don't you tell them about the new series? Well, the new series is going to be talking about how to get your team on go, meaning now that you have unlocked your cage vision and you've started the process, how do you get your team on board and how do you get them moving forward? Yes, but here we are. It's a little past mid-year and some of you may feel like Bon Jovi right now. Are you going to sing? I am not going to sing. I think you should sing. sound horrible, even in church. You sing really in church? No, I don't. I just move my mouth. But at a birthday party, I don't really notice it. But when people video birthday parties and you hear it, it's so bad. It's awful. But I feel like I have to sing at a birthday party. You have to. And it's bad. It's cringeworthy. So I'm not singing. And I'm definitely not singing anything related to Bon Jovi. But we're talking about mullets. We're talking about throwback to Bon Jovi days. And the reason is we're halfway there. Living on a prayer. Are you living on a prayer? Hoping you're going to meet your goals and get your stuff done. Yeah, so are you halfway there or are you actually just living on a prayer? And so we've got a couple of things that would fall into the living on a prayer category. So what are those things? So the first is that you have just figured out just now, like July something, August, right? Christmas stuff's probably already on sale, right? (laughs) But you're just now figuring out, you know what, my team, they don't have a clue actually what I wanted. There was a miscommunication. There was a disconnect. There's a big gap now. And you're just now figuring that out. And wow. Yeah, that that puts you you into living in a prayer, right? Yes. The second one is you didn't take the time to help your team think through what you actually wanted. And so they assumed that they had to take it and figure it out on their own. So now you're starting to get outcomes, and it's not what you wanted. Ooh, and it's a little late in the year to be changing that. that. So that puts you into living on a prayer category, which is not good. You're wearing Bon Jovi mullet. That's where you are right now. The last one is, this one stings. You didn't ask the right questions. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And you know, I've been looking at some research on planning and teams and how they work and strategy and asking the right questions is critical. To because, get them on go. Oh yeah. Because listen to some of these statistics. Well, this is my favorite. 95% of employees do not understand their company's strategy. 
So you've obviously not explained it, nor have you asked the right questions. If 95% of the organization doesn't understand your strategy. Wow. I know. Isn't that terrible? Another one I loved was 70% of organizations that use a formal process to manage strategy outperform their peers. So there's precedent for if you actually have a strategy that's effective and you manage that process, you're going to get results. Really what they need is a sort of go guide. Like a system. They do. They need a go guide. A system to actually follow. I think that developing the strategy, there's so many great firms that do that. But the system to push that deep into your organization so they can go and move towards and work on the right things, there's not a lot of that around, which is what we're going to be talking about in this series, by the way. Yes, about how to get your team on go. And I think the other thing that's important is that 50% of leaders rate implementation or execution as equal in importance to strategy. So it's not just getting the strategy down or your plan down. It's actually driving outcomes, managing the process. And I don't think a lot of companies do that. They just have a one-day sort of planning retreat and then go, okay, hey, this is what we're going to do. Here are our growth goals. But there's no buy-in from anybody. They haven't asked the right questions. And then all of a sudden, now they're living on a prayer. So here's the dilemma. As a business leader, you know that strategy is important and you know that the implementation of that strategy is important. The problem is there is no system to follow. Oh, by the way, Lisa, you were talking earlier. Do you know? I don't this, know. This do a, I know? This is a do you know moment. Okay. If you fail this. Oh, really? Put me on yeah, the spot? Yeah, this is on the spot moment. Are you ready? <gasps> what does go guide mean in Latin? Oh, I know this. Thank you, Miss Whiteside. Addicts. A-D-D-U-X. Oh, very nice. Addicts. More to come on that. More to come on that. Side note. All right. So anyway, you were given stats, right? Yes. So So let's get let's get it. So business leaders know that half the battle is the strategy. The other half is implementation, right? And those that do it exceptionally well and use a system to do it, 70% of those outperform their peers. And almost 100% of the team doesn't understand what the strategy is. Feeling a trend here. I do feel a trend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was well-timed. Wow. Very good well-timed. We've set. been doing this a lot if yeah. we're now saying things at the same time. So let's talk about maybe some people that are doing it well. Yeah. Well, I think we need to talk about how do we create a clear path for this to happen. And I think that asking the right questions from the very beginning is important. Yes. But- It's also mid-year, and if you are living on a prayer, you could probably get your team back together and ask these questions now. But if you get your team together and you ask these questions, ask them what they think the problem is. All right, so we're talking mid-year. You walk in, you call a meeting, you walk in with your mullet, your Bon Jovi mullet. Yeah, because you got one now. Are you suggesting that you go to your team and say, hey, what happened? How did they get started? What are you suggesting? I think they need to ask questions. That's the first thing that they need to do. Ask the right questions. Because it doesn't matter where you are in the process, creating a clear path for growth. Exactly. You have to start at some point. Of course, you're going to recycle this for the next year once you get a system that you use consistently. 
But you need to start asking the questions and put them in place. So asking the team what they think the problem is. And then who do they think your company is solving the problem for? Yeah, so these are some of our three favorite questions. What's the problem that we're solving? So ask the team, hey, guys, just a a refresher here, mid-year. What do you think the problem is that we're solving? And by the way, who do you think we're solving this problem for? And listen, right? Get a dialogue going. And then after all that dialogue is flushed out and you have everybody sort of agreeing on the problem and who you're solving it for, do this last one. Because this is the one that makes everyone sit back in their chair and they'll scratch the bottom of their chin. They'll rock the chair. You'll get all of that movement, right? And that one is, Lisa, I'll let you home run here. Do you think the problem we're solving is big enough? Is the problem we're solving solving big enough? Yeah. Big enough. I love that question because it sort of sets everyone back for a minute. Everyone has to take a deep breath and go, what does that mean? What are we looking at? What do you mean big enough is the problem we're solving big enough? And we have a great example. We give a lot of examples. We do, but this is probably one of my favorites. I think this is the best. Yeah, it is. So restoration hardware. And then everyone's going, what? What What are you you talking talking about, about restoration hardware? In a world where brick and mortar stores are going away and everyone's talking about online, restoration hardware is crushing it with brick and mortar stores. And it's about the experience. But it's about more than that. I mean, you have a friend, right, that is supporting them. Talk about this. I love this, what they're doing. So one of my best buds is a guy named Ryan Godan, and he is in charge of the hospitality for Restoration Hardware. And you're thinking, what? Hospitality? That does not make sense. But what they're doing is when everything seems to be moving online, what is the opposite? It is the experience. And So let's just go back through the series of questions and let's pretend that we're Restoration Hardware's CEO, Gary Friedman, and let's assume that he says in 2013 timeframe, hey, we're going to start serving food in our stores. There would have been crickets, right? Oh, completely. But if you go through the process of what's the problem we're solving, who are we solving it for, and is the problem we're solving big enough? What they concluded is we want people to create an elegant environment in their home. And we want them to enjoy that elegant environment with others. And what other way to enjoy an elegant environment in your home with others with food and drink? Well, they really focused on the customer experience and they've always done that. Even their brick and mortar stores, the way they're laid out and the flow, it's like walking through someone's home and they do that on purpose, right? To have that experience. But then they took it a step further and said, is the problem we're solving big enough? No, No. we need to do more than that. Right. So they know their market. They know who they're solving it for. It's an affluent group that's going to pay a lot of money. Their stuff's not cheap, right? So they're going to pay a lot of money on it. So are those people going to shop online and think through that, right? They probably had a challenge that they said, okay, we have very elegant designed furniture. If people came and they just looked around and saw what we have, then they could go shop online. How do we defend ourselves against that? Well, one way to do that is create an experience where... 
they just live it. And once they live it, they can't see doing it any other way. And they are blowing the doors off of it. It's amazing what they're doing. So they've gone from a threat, which is people could just come in and see our setup and go make it up themselves to changing the game. And Gary Friedman said this on an interview once. He said, People were focusing on the transaction, not the interaction. And restoration hardware is focusing on the interaction, the experience that their customer, the relationship their customer has with their brand. Yes. And I love it when he said that because the transaction, everybody's in this quick speed transaction. You announce to the group that we're going to do the opposite. We're going to ask people to come and hang out longer spend more time with us. When the world's saying do it faster, quicker, and make it happen very fast, we're going to do the opposite. That takes a lot of guts, takes a lot of courage. And when you do that, how do you get your team on go? Because you have something that's bold and you have to rally them around. How do you create that clear path for them so that they see that future? Because that vision, that is probably going to scare some people. It's probably going to make them very nervous probably send them into fight or flight, something we're going to talk about on the next podcast. But that's something where you can't just be that 50%. You can't take that one halfway there. No, you've got to go all the way. Here's the strategy. Now, y'all go implement without a very clear path. And here's how we get to go. And once you hit to go, here's what you do. Well, I think that they did a really good job of drilling down to some core objectives instead of having 50 different initiatives. They were completely focused on how do we enhance the customer experience in store. That was it. That was their complete focus. And you know what else is very cool? What? You would think with a high-end customer, with an affluent customer, that, you know, there would be this five-star meal. No, it's hamburgers and grilled cheese and a simple fish plate, but done with the best ingredients. It's an elegance. It's a lifestyle. Right. They don't want it to feel like it's not achievable at home. They want it to be relatable. Relatable. So this experience you can have at home. Brilliant. Yes. So smart. So Lisa back, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Well, If you are interested in finding out more about how to do this sort of checkup for your team and do a one-page sort of strategy go guide for your team, check out our website, cypressresources.com, and you can find out all sorts of information and resources. And of course, you can always email us. Now, I wouldn't recommend emailing crome at cypressresources.com if you want a response quickly. Mm. Just, Uh, you know, just saying, don't. But you're welcome to email me at lbeck at cypressresources.com or better yet, connect with us on LinkedIn and send us a LinkedIn message. Yes, and we have some very cool, cool things on the website that we're announcing. And so I dropped a hint earlier and Lisa actually, I mean, it was a softball. It was actually a softball on a a T-ball. I totally hit it. Addicts is the product, is the solution, is the system, it's workshops. It's what we have developed to create a clear path for growth for you. And we are doing this. We've got three ways. We have a self-study way. We have a show me how to do it. Hey, can you show me how to do it? That's a workshop where you come. We show you exactly how to do this with your team. And then you leave and you can do it with your team. Or you say, hey, why don't you just come to our office? Or why don't we come to you? And why don't you do this for us? So that's sort of a do it for me. Do it for my team right? 
So that is coming in September, right? Yes, workshops? in September. Yeah, so super excited about that. If you want encouragement and confidence over the next several months about how to create a clear path to get your team on go, keep listening. Thank you for listening this week and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who just like you are subject matter experts and want more from their business.